Hi, and welcome to Pineapple Reels. I'm your host, Nia. And on this week's episode, we'll be covering Christopher Nolan's new film, Tenet, starring John David Washington. Stay tuned. The synopsis for Tenet is, armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. All right, so let's get into it, shall we? So, Chris, we saw Tenet together, didn't we? Yep, yep. So, overall, what are your thoughts on it? All right, <clears throat> I think it was a banger of a movie. First of all, I, I love the action. I love the thought behind it. It was a beautiful looking movie. Uh, it felt like I, whenever I first watched Inception, I was just like in awe of everything that was going on. If anything else, I was just like, holy crap. Somebody thought of this. Like somebody created this world. That's insane. Um... Like mind bending. Yeah, it was like not falling like your normal. Usually, with a movie, you're like, "Oh yeah," and this is gonna happen, and then he's gonna say this. But this time, I was like, "What's going on? The, the space time continuum of the who, what we're going where? Blue, red, yellow. Let's go!" You know, what I mean, it's just like there's a lot of stuff going on. I love it. It was. I mean, the movie's two and a half hours, so it's definitely a lot of stuff in there. But it didn't. I don't know if you feel the same, but for me, it, it didn't feel like two and a half hours. It just, I was so engaged in what was going on that I just lost myself in the movie. And then before I knew it, I was like, oh man, it's over. Oh, that was so good. I mean, like, <laughs> we went whenever I had just gotten off of work. It was like super early and I had, you know, I'm, I'm like, Did you see you? I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was off. Ah. And it was like. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not ready for this. Uh, we ordered food at the movie theater. And then Side I... Side note, though. You know, due to COVID, people not wanting to go to theaters. <laughs> it was really nice having that, like, personal theater experience. Cause it was the two of us and one other guy. And it was like, yeah. We paid $9 for this. Cool. <laughs> and not even, like, those... Uh, that one guy or those two other people who are, like, really older. It was just, like, one dude who was just like... I'm going to sit here with my arms crossed. I'm going to enjoy this goddamn movie. I was like, all right, brother. I think he was happy thinking he was the only person that we came in like, (laughs) we started at 12. We walked in at 1201 and we're like, yeah, we were outside. (laughs) We're here now. He's like, damn it, foiled again. Um, So (laughs) what would you, what would you rate it though? Like if you had to give it like a scale of one to 10, what would you rate it and why? I'm I'm very glad you asked. Uh, I feel like I gotta rate that something like a seven point five, and I'm only chuck it off like a good two point five because the sound quality could have been better. That was so terrible. I'm. It was so cringy. I I come from a video game world, so sound quality is big. In fact, for for instance. Don't go into the movie theater if you haven't seen the movie and think, oh, yeah, like, I'm not going to be able to hear anything. There's water crackling. It sounds like they're going through a tunnel or a microwave. That's not the problem. Uh, music, beautiful, 10. Um, it, was just certain, it was certain spots. Like, let's be honest about it. spots. It was patchy with sound. And it was my excuse for, for, for Nolan is that it has because of COVID. Because you're not having your normal setup. His sound guy was different. Maybe the sound guy, because they had like, you know, um, remember that video we watched and it, was, it, it said that they had to, uh, he, they had to record everybody's um, pieces separately. Like, so the violinist, she's, he or she's playing by himself with no one else. And then they have to take all those parts and put them in the correct order and layer it. So like that right there, we should be happy that, that the music was fine. The music was perfect, but. You know what I, I'm starting to think it was? Maybe they had a problem balancing uh the like backwards audio of people talking but no that's almost that wasn't the point problem because when they had scenes where people were talking in reverse or inverted 
it was clear there was no issue. It was the scene in particular that the sound was a problem was when they were on the boat and he explained to him what tenant meant. And so to a certain extent, I, I thought, well, you know, it's a top secret thing. Maybe they're talking about on the boat because you can't hear. It's hard to hear. Get reception out there. And they're doing it on purpose because we're not supposed to know everything about it. But then I thought... I don't think that's the case because usually for movies, scenes like that, yeah, you act how they have mics on you and then you go back later and you record, you, you dub yourself over and they marry the, the visual with the audio in, in the call of day. We've seen, what was it, Miami Vice? In Miami Vice, they're talking on the boat multiple times or out by the ocean. Clear as the audio. And we all know that there's like waves crashing and seagulls cawing and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So... I don't, I don't, I haven't read anything that said it was on purpose or on accident, but the sound person wasn't what he normally, who he normally uses, and so. Admittedly, and I, I feel like I forget this part of the movie so often because of everything else that happens later in the movie, in the middle of the movie, uh, old boy was tied to a chair off in the chel- railroad track area, and I'm still trying to think what was that mm-hmm. peel, was that peel a fake suicide tablet? Oh. Was it a piece of time core resin? Or? So, okay, so like, you know, like, I, I, I'm into spy movies because my dad. So, um, back in the day with spies, you like a cyanide pill or a suicide right. pill, you know, because you have all these secrets and you're supposed to be devout enough that you would kill yourself before, you know, be smirching the name of the, the company you work for. So, that's what that was. So, why he, you know, fought so hard for it because he knows these men are, these men are going to torture me until I tell them what they need. And even then, they're still going to kill me because they don't have any use for me. They, they just shot the guy I was with, that guy that, that guy in the suit that he had, they pulled, pulled out of the opera house. They just killed him in front of me. They, they have no problem killing me too. So that's why he went for the pill. But, you know, he comes to and they're like, yeah, you know, well, now you're, now you're off the grid, you're dead. Because you pronounce dead. Like the Romeo and, like Romeo and Juliet effect. You know, like the story of Romeo and Juliet and... Juliet takes some potion or pill to appear dead for three days, which is a real thing, to appear dead for a few days so that they, you know, give her a funeral. But in reality, she's not because they didn't have like cell phones or she didn't think common knowledge. Hey, let me tell my boyfriend, hey, I'm going to take this fake suicide thing to make me look dead, but I'm not dead. And then like, you know, we don't have that story I'm going to the dove real quick. Yeah, like, it was just, it was, they could have said the dove. <laughs> He's a tweet. That, that's the main problem I have with Romeo and Juliet. One, it was like, it was so short of them knowing each other. This like, you know, whirlwind romance. And then it was just like, you couldn't think to be like, hey, fair maiden, please tell uh, Romeo that I will fake my death so we could be together. Like, you, you couldn't like just for like two seconds, for two seconds, you know? But no, I, that, that's what it was. When he, cut, when he came to, I, th- I think it was like one of those things of like, they gave it to him and maybe they were thinking... You know, if you actually do this, we know how to vouch you are. And it is a test. Like, they did explain they did explain that at some point mm-hmm. in the movie. They're like, yeah, it was kind of a test to see if we could use you, if you were, like, you know, really true to the mission. And no. clearly he was. He was down to I die for it. because that pill looked trippy. I'm not into pills. I don't know about that. It, it looked like there was, like, some kind of mercury. You were just too focused on what the, like, what the pill was and the details about it and oh, what components were in it. Oh, because it looked all futuristic to me. I was like, I oh, they got the sci-fi agent. I was girl. waiting for it, though. If, if he's this guy and on um, some top secret covert mission, I'm not, I'm especially because I see so much spy movies, I am expecting some type of, you know, suicide pill. So I wasn't surprised by it. You know what I mean? I thought, oh, am I watching this in different time? It's like the end of the movie of like after the mission happened. So, you know, clearly I was like a little bit too far ahead. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that deep at the time. But um, no, it was just, just, just to, to prove how devout he was. Like also like Jason Bourne type shit. Like how down are you for this company? Can I trust you with all these secrets? You know, and clearly they can because he was down for the cause. He has no family ties. He has no love interests like that. He has no kids. No friends. Like, he's just, he is just his job by the book. Now, everybody says that the movie's, like, hard to follow. But to be honest with you, uh, even with the kind of funky audio, it's just still pretty... Alright, saying straightforward would be a slap in the face to the name of the movie. Uh, it's not so much straightforward as it's very easy to understand the concept of if you don't Fight it. It's a movie, okay? Don't fight it. But I feel like it. that's the hard part for a general audience. And I think people got to remember that, too, is that movies are actually, are usually made 
especially the ones that come to the silver screen, they're made for a general audience. So at a certain extent, you want it to be understandable, you know what I mean? Digestible by someone who maybe not be the brightest light bulb, you know? Like, there are some movies that they hold your hand throughout, and there's some that leave you a little bit aloof. And you, you sometimes ones that leave you a little bit aloof, it actually throws the average movie watcher off because they're like, I want a clear-cut answer. And then he has some people like me who like the weird, you know, artsy shit that are like, ooh, there are so many ways this could be interpreted. You know what I mean? Okay. And Nolan's that kind of director. He's like, I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm going to I'm gonna explain a little bit to you, but I just want you to use your brain and figure it out for yourself. So my, my major question to you is personally, what do you think about the main villain? Like, what do you think about the antagonist? A satyr? Yeah. What do you mean when I think about him? Like, I feel like more or less his 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 reason for for doing the shitty things that he was doing as a villain were like he explained why he did it. Well, he said why he did it, and so did his wife. He has cancer. It's shitty, but I have cancer. I'm dying, and I want everybody in the world to die with me. It's not. We can empathize with him to a certain extent of, oh, it's it sucks that, you know, you're having to cope with dying. But the fact that the way he copes with it is I'm going to kill everybody so they I'm not going by myself, including his young son. That's so selfish. That is so already off the bat to me. This is like not even it's not necessarily pure evil. Just like a you literally do not care about anybody or anything but yourself. He's an extremely selfish character. He's not... Not for one moment you think my son that I brought into this world deserves to live a full life. He's like, no, what are you? Seven? Six? Yeah, you're, you're done. Your time's done. Can't see your genetics, yo. <laughs> Seriously, like, that was just, it was just, it was, it was off. I, it was soft for me. <laughs> but, so. Which is fine, it's a nice move, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I don't think it's easy to follow because it's not, it's not told in the traditional way of how we, we digest movies. And come on, when we left the theater, we were like, oh, we have so many questions and theories. Let's talk about it. We talked about it for like, what, an hour or two about what's going to happen. And I had some friends who watched it and they called me They're like, hey, I don't know what the hell I just watched. I'm confused. I have these, I had these smart friends who have like MBAs who are like, hey, hey, I don't know why I just paid money and watched. And I'm like, let me break it down for y'all because I've been... I've been on this movie for, for a while, okay? You know, so if people don't know the movie Tenet, the name Tenet itself is a palindrome. And the word, uh, a palindrome just means that it's the same backwards as forwards. So T-N-E-T is the same thing backwards and forwards. There is a seat, the scene where they're um, doing that last mission where they're, mm-hmm. they need to get the hour bit rhythm and they're going to, you know, scatter the pieces. They synchronize their watch, the, the red and the blue team. You know, they synchronize it for... 10 minutes which is people don't I guess didn't realize that but it's like a nod to the towards the title as well too you know and they technically if you remember they actually at that five minute mark is when they see each other again they because they're they're crossing over in the same thing so they're doing the same exact mission backwards and forwards to be very thorough to make sure there's nothing missing there's no crumbs that everything's done correctly no you're allowed to that scene was awesome because in my head I was like well, in my head, I'm imagining like a wall is falling or something, and one dude's like, "Whoa, twelve o'clock!" Shoots rocket launcher, turns the wall into dust. People underneath it like look up and they're like, "Nice call out!" And the dude's just like running backwards with the bazooka, like, <laughs> "Yeah." But it, I believe it's supposed to be you don't, you're not, they're not seeing it the same way that they're they're both seeing it forwards. You know what I mean? But they, but you know, obviously, one team recognizes that they're <laughs> that they're going backwards. Because <laughs> this was be the red, the red team, or anytime you see a red, uh, the red team, or anytime you see a red light, they're going forward in time, and anytime you see the blue team or a blue light, that they're going or they're inverted in time, and also transfers to characters. You know, when Cat's wearing this red dress, it means that she's going forward in time, and same thing for uh, John Davis' character, the protagonist. It, it, it's very, it's just this. This foreshadowing, without them explaining what the color scheme means, is just layered throughout the movie and no time to understand, like, why do I keep seeing this color pattern? It must mean something. Let me dive into it, you know? I think no one always wants his viewer to question what they're seeing, you know what I mean, and try to make up their own interpretation for it. 
I don't think he's the kind of director that's like, I need you to believe the exact thing I'm believing. I want you to just, for one moment, be self-sufficient and create your own story. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where he's like, there's a lot of things if you want to look deeper, but here's the gist of it. And whenever he gave me the gist of it, I was just like, you know what? All right. So he's not going back in time. Uh-uh. He's not using telekinetic energy. He can only do this to things that he has legit had contact with already. And I was like, okay, I'm understanding this. Because she was like, um, he was like, wait, how are you doing that yo-yo thing with the gun and the bullets? And the, <laughs> I don't get it. It's how you doing it. Is it a yo-yo ball? And she, I'm catching the bullet. <laughs> and she was like, he's like, how are you, how are you catching that? I'm not. I'm actually dropping it. And he was just like, "No, you said it right the first time." Oh, because when that when that sign that was she a doctor or scientist? She's in a lab coat. We're gonna call her a scientist. When they're in the lab <laughs> and she's explaining to him, you know, like the reality, <laughs> the bullet, and he's just like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And she's looking at him like, "I got it. I got to break it down more." I thought you were smart. And then she was like, "Pick up the gun." And he's like, "It feels different." She's like, "Yes, because it's an inverted bullet, and they're different. You know, you're not." You're not shooting the bullet, you're catching it because it's already previously shot. Oh, oh you but know. You had to load it for I, it to. I wish they expanded on like what it felt like for just like, you know, 30 seconds. If he was just like, I feel some kind of humming, or, or if he was just like, it feels lighter. He did, know? that's what I just said. No, he was just like, it feels different. I was like, how different? Adjectives. What do you mean? A gun is usually heavy. Yeah. A gun has weight to it, right? A loaded gun has weight to it. Like, let's say. If you ever shot a gun before, you know what a gun feels like with bullets and without without bullets in it, right? So he knows the difference between that. So he's not saying it's, you know, you I know what? Had My hyper, to say. I know what you mean. My hyper imaginative ass was like, they're vibranium bullets. They no, ain't he, he would have he said, whoa, what's that vibration? You know, he he would have said something. I think he did a good enough job to, to, to show, hey... This isn't isn't a normal feeling the he, way a normal gun feels in weight. Yeah, he definitely did a good job. I, you know, I'm a nerd. You're I'm just so like, extra. I want to go deeper in there. It's like, I'm, what was the actual I'm, feeling? I'm that comic book guy who's like, I'm turning the next page trying to read the next speech bubble, like looking for Which the... Which makes no sense because you have to read it in chronological order. So no, going, if you skip ahead in a comic book or a book, and you're like, I want to know how this chapter ends. It's like... But you still have to go back to know the events that led up to this big thing. If you if you went to go see Tenet and you said, you know what, cut to an hour from now, you're going to be so confused about what's going on because you're in such a hurry to figure out what the problem what's going on with Tenet. You have to watch the whole thing because you have to know the story backwards and forwards. I think people's thing is like they hear, oh yeah, they designed a weapon and they're like, it's a weapon? Uh, is, is it a time bomb that eradicates? No, look, it, it, you can literally strategically run the world this way. Like, I, I don't like know what was, to tell you. It was weird because they said algorithm, right? They kept calling it the, al- the device, the algorithm, which maybe it's my science brain. Algorithm, I'm thinking, you know, you write it on a paper. Or like, it's, it's a formula of some kind, not algorithm as in... Here's this physical thing <laughs> that we're going to break up into pieces. I'm like, can we not, can we just call it the device or like the structure? Why are we calling this the algorithm? And that kept throwing my mind off. Like, also, first there was an algorithm, then there was a bomb, then there was, you know, I was like, wait, 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 stop, wait. Are we trying to protect the algorithm and stop the bomb? Or? Because it, okay, so the <laughs> scientist in the future that creates inverted bullets and this technology and she realizes oh no this is going to be detrimental to the human race i have to destroy it and the the formula or the algorithm for it and she separates the algorithm into nine pieces and she hides them throughout the throughout the world or whatever but they don't show her they don't tell you like details of how she even came up with this concept and i would have i would have liked yeah. it but also i can see nolan being like that's not the point that's the, the point is not to know details about her because then you're gonna worry about that time period you're gonna spiral anything. into this hole just like just like with all the other characters you don't know that much about these characters we don't know how john david got recruited into the cia kind of oh the protagonist how he got recruited into this to this program or something like that can we just say what dicks the people in the future are they are such dicks they're like, hey guys, check this out. This is too much power for us to have. Let's send it back in time, right? 
Wait, let's no. send it back in time and scatter it around. So then the monkeys in the past can well, they find won't, it. But the people, people won't know what the parts are for. <laughs> which is which was which was her point? Because remember, the scientist after she did that, she killed herself. Imagine we're hearing the story of it, but she did that and she killed herself because she's like, "I am the only one who knows how to do this. I have it all in my brain." And then she killed it, which is like, I know it was like a nod to like sacrifice, a woman sacrifice to do a lot, but. I didn't need that. I didn't need her to kill herself. I, no. didn't, I, needed, I needed her to stay alive. But it's, I get it. It was a liability. It's, it's a thing that I've seen a lot in comic books I've read where there's like a scientist who, you know, she's like the solo female scientist and people don't understand how her brain works or whatever. She makes this thing that's super strong. She's like, you know what? I might have fucked up and I'm irresponsible as fuck with my creations. I'm out this bitch. Bluey, y'all are on your own. I know the cheat codes. As long as nobody activates the cheat codes, we should be fine, okay? But even still, like, Smith, that's very extreme. Like, with John David's character, the, the protagonist, it made sense for him to take a suicide pill. He is an agent. They literally train him for this before he even takes the, the, like, the, the mission. It's like, hey, you know if you get captured, the go-to is to take the pill, right? Okay. She's a, she's a scientist. Scientists on average are like, I'm going to die in the name of science. No. Not saying that scientists can't be noble for a moment, but that's, that's a big-ass notion of, I'm going to kill myself for the, for the better of mankind. Why not? No. Why not make no. another oh, device? Oh, be selfish. Why not then dedicate yourself to a device that allows, you know, like a suit or something that, look, we're getting off topic. That's not the point. The point is... See what I mean? That's why they didn't want to give details about her because you can spiral too much. We're going to go down this rabbit hole of her and we're going to forget about the protagonist the and Seder and opera <laughs> and Arepo. We're going to forget all about all that stuff yeah. to be so focused on her and what she's doing in her life. And yeah. he was like, this could be another movie. Animated. We, we can't not acknowledge the fact that somebody in the past still got the Krabby Patty secret formula and was able to be like, so look, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so what was so, somebody literally dropped him a care package of gold bars and instruction manual for life and was like, Have you ever heard about the inversal time theory? Wait, what? I know you're a boy, but I got gold, alright? Trust in me, son. No. We can give you everything except for your marriage. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so <laughs> at the end of the movie where what, what was his name uh it's aaron taylor johnson but what was his character's name eyes so i read a theory that there's two theories um that either eyes played by aaron taylor johnson or neil played by robert pattinson is actually uh the son of cat and Sater. what are your thoughts about that do you think either are true and i can i can like lean into a little bit more after you tell me what you think you mean the guy who's at the end is like, if I see the one of you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. No. He did not have a Russian accent. Stop it. <laughs> he did not. He had, was, his, he, had a, he had his normal accent, his usual accent. I was trying to go Italian. He wasn't Italian. Oh. There was like no Italians in this whole movie. I don't know. There were, there were what? Russians, British he people, small, and Americans. Like, <laughs> no, he looked like a, be honest, he looked like a badass. Like he just like, I, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson a lot. He looked like... He would catch you at a bar on a hit, like, you should finish that tequila, my friend. And you're just like, What is it well, with you in this accent? That's not an Irish accent. No, no, no. You sound like the Dos Equis man. I, like, yeah, the, yeah, the suave. The he's same. a white man. Why are you giving him these weird accents? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because I don't know where he speaks. What would I do? <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson's from England. Like, just give him, if anything, give him a, a, a British accent, like a posh accent. You don't have to. Whatever this is that you're doing, it's like it's not. <laughs> Just stop it, jeez, man. No, but so like, okay. So the theory is that is that that one of them are are the son is is the son Max, and they're saying it makes more to me. It makes more sense that Ives is the son Max because he knows too much about inversion. This must be like you know one of his first missions or no, not his first mission. He said at some point he was like, oh, we've dealt with this before, but doesn't really give detail about what he means you know what i mean but we know oh you it means you've done a mission about inversion was that five years ago 10 years ago how old are you you could be 35 you could be 22 i don't know you have that kind of face um uh, 
He seemed like the only person who did know what was going on. I'm not gonna lie. Look, Neil knew too. Neil knew a lot. Neil knew a lot, but like he knew all the battle and stuff. Of but it. he was being quiet about it because. Also, remember at the he, end he, he talked he about said, it. He was like, you know, they did ask him. So like, what about the other teams? And like, how do we know this is gonna work? He looks at him like, what? I don't know what we're doing. No, you should, no. You not Neil, Robert Pattinson's character. No. Who are you talking about? Hi. Ives? Ives. Okay, I'm okay, so I was what I was referring to. That was not what I was talking about. I was talking about um the part where it's so, 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 like the very end and Neil is like walking away and the protagonist is like basically like, Oh, like, you know, you know, I hope to see you again. The guy was like, Oh, like this for me this is where we end. For you, this is where we begin. And he's like, What do you mean? And so we realize that oh well, he explains it to him. He's cause like the protagonist isn't dense, but he's kind of like, I got to give you a little bit more information. I can't just be so aloof. And he's just like, you meet me later in the future. Like, you're the one that recruits me. Oh, yeah. You're the reason why I become I, I become part of Tenet. You know what I mean? Cam confirmed there are too many hits that Neil was a, was the time traveler, son, son baby of... I, I don't I don't think... Okay, so if, if Neil was... If Neil is actually the child, if the Max from from uh, Seder yeah. and Cat, the then the issue would be that he's been inverted for too long, for years, because technically this isn't time travel. That's kind of weird. He for for the most minimum, bare minimum time, at least a couple of months, because he he's been in the agency for some time, right? He's. He's been there during the planning process of this mission heist. But the same, the that's world. the same thing goes for eyes. Either of them being, I think eyes being Max makes more sense. But either of them being Max would be like, well, y'all are grown men, and Max right now is like Max eight years old. So, also, why would you have your name? I just be his last name, or maybe it's a nickname of some kind. But it would make more sense to me if Eyes was Max compared to Neil being Max. How much power does it take to to inverse somebody that far? I don't know. They, they use that machine. How much remember? training does it take to look like a normal human being being inverse that far, that far back, right? Because you Probably know you gotta, to it. gotta get used to like splashing in puddles backwards and all that other stuff, you know? No, you're not. Wait they, a second. To them, it's not like a difference. They're not like, oh man, I'm running backwards. To them, when you're inverted, it feels like regular. Wait, if they're inverted, don't they have to have gas masks because they're breathing in carbon dioxide if they're not? When you're inverted, you're supposed to, technically, yes. What the fuck is Neil smoking? Yeah, I want some. Exactly. You see how that wouldn't work for him to be? What? You see? You're, I understand. I understand. Tenet. No, you don't. What? I watched so many, like, explain videos and them breaking this movie down, and I'm like, there is still, I'm a smart person, so a little bit of this. That's throwing me off. Because I watched Interstellar. That three-hour movie was good. But Interstellar, I understood. Did you see Interstellar? Uh, No. I feel like you would have sat through a three-hour movie. I I sat through a three-hour movie. Interstellar was good, but there were parts where people were like, I don't understand. Like, where is he? And I'm like, he's everywhere at at every time. Like, I don't know how to explain. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I like time movies. And Christopher Nolan, uh, yeah, actually, all of his movies deal with time in some kind of way. I know you said you haven't seen The Prestige, but... The Prestige, like the magicians, they use time throughout the movie, and time actually plays a big point. I mean, like down to minutes. Like the last scene, one of the last scenes of the Prestige is him uh, um, being hung at, at a jail, and like even that scene, down to the last minutes, matter, and you don't realize it till it's over. You're like, ah, oh, shit, he got me. Same thing with uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. The Joker uses time all always. Like that's like his like running theme. You know what I mean? That. Memento. That's been something my brain has been like, just not wanting to acknowledge for the whole. T- if he's inversed, and that's true, where's his face? Where's his gas mask? Maybe he the- doesn't need it. Maybe he discovered a way that he did that he didn't need it. Oh yeah, they perfected it wherever he came from. I said maybe just- he. <laughs> I didn't say anybody else. It's a theory, mind you. But also. That's the thing when you have like a movie about time, you know, like science wouldn't go so far with, with what they can what they can back up what they or what we know and they have theories. So someone can say in theory this is how inversion would be, but in reality it could work completely opposite. You know, like that's 
that's also something to take in consideration. You know what I mean? So, but there were a few things I wanted to highlight on this movie that I thought was pretty cool. Um, so there's no green screen used in this movie whatsoever. I thought that was really awesome, especially for the effects that were done, the practical effects that were done. They had a really good stunt team to do all that kind of stuff. Like the plane, the Boeing was Boeing 737 that they used that was crashed was a real plane that they bought and and crashed. It was like a one take scene. It was like, all right, we got to get this perfect because we only have one time to do this. It's going to cost so much money. This is basically our budget. Yeah, low-key. Also, um, the actors had to learn their lines in reverse as well. Can you imagine having to not only remember something speaking normally, but also have to remember that backwards? And if I remember correctly, one of the characters, uh, the antagonist of the show, was uh, he was dyslexic. So for him, it was just like... He's not dyslexic. I think I remember him talking about how... What? Was, I didn't read that. I think one of the characters of the, sh- of the movie is dyslexic so learning for him was just like you want me to learn forwards and backwards what the character or the actor the actor okay you just said character no i'm, I I'm like they well you know because like um i have friends who are, or, who are dyslexic i remember they use sheets like colored sheets something about colored sheets over words and numbers help them help them focus and be able to see it clearly but i didn't read that what i read was that the protagonist uh, not protagonist the antagonist Seder, he had to. He's was he from? Uh, he's Irish, and he had to. He had that Russian accent, so he had to do his Russian accent regular and backwards, and they also do their movements reg- uh, regular and backwards too. Like so that, imagine doing a fight scene, and actually John David had to do that same fight scene forwards and backwards because he was fighting himself at one point. So that has to be weird too of learning choreography regularly and be like, hey, everything just learned, just reverse it. It's the same. It's the same thing. And it look it looks like you actually just pressed re- rewind on the movie. I thought that was really nice how it was how it was done, and to to know that it was oh there's no there's no tricks. The person really did this themselves. I thought it was pretty cool. He has a really good way of getting me to like a movie just off of the concept where he could have handled it even like he could have handled it really poorly, and I could still came home and thought. What if my superpower tomorrow was to be able to, like, there were things throughout the day that I had actually came into contact with from the next day, right? And I can influence them throughout my day. How would I use that power? Maybe I'd walk into the kitchen and there'd be a bad guy who would come in. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I did set that, you know, that, that... a candle over there yesterday and I just open my hand up and I'm just like some slap it hits him in the face or something you know and now I'm like what's your telepower telekinesis no like you know like the the I had like imagine if you could go back every time you go to sleep you'd wake up that uh you could go and influence the, some items in the past you know so like you could be prepared no thank you yeah so It'd be like live, die, repeat, except for you could be like... Oh, that Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. I really Ex- liked that movie. We got so much bullshit. And I was like, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> and imagine if you could do what he does, but instead you actually influence things. So like if you threw a ball or you shot a Nerf gun bullet and then like you picked up the Nerf gun bullet, instinctively the bullet would start going back towards the gun the same way. You could see how that could be like a superpower. All of a sudden, you see somebody falling from a building, and then, like, at the end of the day, you go back, change things, so then you can be like, oh, you know, I, like, kicked a super air mattress or something stupid in the way. But that's that's the thing that I think people got lost in with with, with this movie, with Tenet. They are not changing events. No, those things are already there. It's already happened. They're doing the same thing, whether they're doing it consciously or subconsciously doing it again, like... Kat said the last time we were happy was when they were at whatever freaking island um, on vacation. They're on that, that yacht, right? And she said she went out for the day and came back. And she said just as she came back, she saw a woman dive off the boat into the water. And she said she looked so freaking beautiful. But she doesn't resonate that with her husband was cheating on her. In reality, that was actually her. <laughs> when she when we see her on the, on the inverted side and she's like doing a mission and she's creating a diversion. That's her escaping off the boat. So... Nothing, nothing's being changed technically this and, movie and that's what I liked about where they like 
they walked in, uh, one scene they walk in, there's like a couple of guns on the ground, there's like a bullet off in the window, and they're like, it hasn't happened yet. And yeah, and everything it, was smoking, and then like it started reversing slowly, you're like, oh, shit! You're like, this <laughs> is what it looks like whenever it happens, you know Yeah, it's I mean? weird, but you're just like, why is, because, what was it, it was like the, the bull was going, was going the wrong way, and like, they go to touch it, and Neil was like, don't touch it. It's like, what happens if I touch it? And I'm like, I know, what happens if he touches it? You know, I guess Neil's kind of like, we don't know when the bull was shot, you might touch it, and then like, you know, boom, I, it, I guess it like could a chain be one reaction. of those things where I felt like, um, for instance, you remember whenever they were fighting, and like, he was trying to like, shoot him, he was getting the bullets from the wall. Yeah, the the ones that were in like the bulletproof thing. It was like so right by his head. It's almost like whenever you go to do that action, that's actually the time and that time uh, that that loop where you would mm-hmm. actually be doing it. So whatever action you do to it is technically what caused it. So he was like, "If you touch that, we're fucked. Don't do that. Your face will probably be gone. Don't touch. Stop." Yeah, like they don't <laughs> they don't lean into it or go into detail about it, but it's like. Clearly, Neil knows but you more can than what imagine. he's. No, I'm saying like Neil clearly knows more than what he's what he's saying, but he's trying to act aloof, and it's just like, nah, man, it's not working. You know, uh, the protagonist is kind of like, what's he just he he just keeps making like these faces about it, but he doesn't really say anything about it. <laughs> he's low key just like, you know, you is right. It was stupid. I should have just been touching shit. Like, he's just like, I don't. <laughs> I guess I'll put my hand down. Like I don't. But, uh, I don't know. But yeah, like that's it's just so cool. It's like seeing wanted with bullets. You're like you see something different or new with bullets and time or We're not gonna talk about wanted. Don't you dare mention wanted. I thought wanted was cool and I rewatched it when I was older and I'm like, This is not cool. It's like it's like a force a force cool kind of movie. The idea of curving a bullet was cool and that's like not a thing. So like I like practical shit too. So I guess I, and I I guess like Wanted wasn't executed in the way that I would well, I would have liked. I think you would actually enjoy the Wanted comic a lot more. I don't want to read the comic because the movie threw me off. Uh, like yeah, they they changed a lot of things. We're not let's say not that could be a whole another episode of why creators feel the need to hey this book or comic whatever source material that made it a popular thing. I'm going to change most of it. And I don't want to hear you fans bitch about it. It's a Harry Potter because that, that thing is gold and I will never besmirch the name of Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling. But that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a major issue. The good thing with Ted is we don't have that source material to have to compare it to something. It's, a, it's like a bright new shiny toy because we don't talk about time inversion. It's not a, a common thing, you know? Yeah, like you see some things about, oh, we have to go back. Like, I hate it. I hate it that Infinity War or whatever where Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I hate the Avengers with the like. Okay, so we had the time crystal. We're gonna do this. Um, we're gonna go back. We only oh, have one chance. Oh, they had they had. Oh, and they like they like scattered. Like you're gonna, you're gonna go to this timeline. You're gonna go to that timeline. You're gonna go to this timeline. It's like okay. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like everything's fixed and everybody's alive. <laughs> what? Why? Why did I watch the first movie? But you know what the Avengers that that Avengers movie when they're like having that fight and uh oh God what is his character's name? They twilighted me. No, what was his character's name from from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? The lead character, what the hell's his name? I cannot think Chris of it right Pratt? now. Yeah, his character. Wow, I can't. Um, I never remember. But the, the I don't remember because I was I I liked it, but I wasn't into the comics. But like the part they like have this plan that Doctor Strange like this plan's going to work. It's the only plan, and he blindly was like. This is for my lady. And I was like, dude, no. Like, we were fine. And you just jumped in and fucked up our shit. Now I'm mad. I am. I was so First mad all, at that scene. I was, I, was, I was at the movie theater, and I remember telling everybody there, I was like, oh, yeah, Doctor Strange now wants to whip out his multitude of chains and ultimate. I'm like, what is this, a fucking video game? Were you on cooldown, Doctor Strange? You need to tell your curse words, sir. You've dropped a lot of F-bombs, man. <laughs> Man, that got me so mad. I was like, Doctor Strange has been holding out this whole fight. What, bro? You could have held him back. We could have got some like Hulk action. Hey, I'm really back in because this this is this is a thing. I I, I know it because I feel the same way. We're gonna let it go because it's not about Avengers. It's about Tenet. <laughs> Reel it back to Tenet. 
Reel it back. That's Tenet did it so good. Tenet did it so good because they don't have any stupid convoluted time travel stuff like that. People think it's but that's convoluted. the issue with time it's, travel and and majority of movies mess up in some kind of when they do time because they always forget something. So I don't know if you know, but in in real movies on the set they have something called like um so now works of continuation. So it's really popular on TV shows. You know, they have like background actors, right? Let's say, let's cut, let's think of Law and Order, right? They're always like on the street talking, right? So let's say they're on the street talking, and in the background there's like mm, maybe ten or fifteen people on a busy New York street. Everybody has a task. Of, hey guy, all you're doing is walking up and down the street. Hey lady, you're you're talking on your cell phone, right? So when they cut and they have to reset, they're supposed to put the people back in the same spot. The continuation person's like, hey. That phone was in your left hand this whole time. Stop switching it to your right. Hey, your umbrella hoop was turned this way, not that way. Hey, uh, the rain fell on your jacket. So, like, you know, I mean, like, they, 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 they set it up. And, like, in time movies, they always throw something off on it. You know what I mean? Where it, it totally doesn't make sense. Like, nothing's perfect. If you go on, on like, the, the goose section on, um, on IMDb, it'll tell you, like, where in a movie they messed up. Like, in particular, scenes with food and water and clocks are always messed up and for me I always pay attention to those kinds of things and Tenet didn't on purpose they didn't show like drinks and food like that but they did show clocks but they showed them in real time it was a very very small detail but they did it so there's this movie I was watching and it's a it's a it's a scene with two people but they're going back and forth between their faces that's sitting at a table and there's a glass there's two glasses of water and a clock so they have two things against them that continuation is going to mess up First of all, that clock either needs to be working correctly for the scene or take it out completely. And the water or whatever beverages they had didn't stay at the same level, you know, because the actors are using it as props and taking the sips here and there, you know. So, you know, you start to see it's like the glass is half full. Then you start, then the scene cuts back and now the glass is empty and it goes back. And so I'm like, so no one's going to pay it. It's throwing me off so much where I can't pay attention to the scene because I'm like a small details person. And, you know, Tenet didn't have these small details that are throwing me off where I'm like, it's not correct. It was like the small details of like when they were talking, when Seder had um, Kate, a cat, and um, they're behind, they're both on either side of the plexiglass and Neil and the protagonist are looking at him and the team are looking at him and they're in blue and Neil and his team are in red, I believe, right? Yeah. And he, as he's talking, he's, he's speaking Russian backwards or, or talking in his Russian accent backwards. There's a clock behind him. That clock was moving accurately. I watched the minute hand on purpose to see him like, oh, is it going to jump around? No, it ticks correctly with the time that they're going. And if someone's inverted, they do the time backwards. Here's the thing that I like. Everything was justifiable. Like, I was like, why is he saving this girl? This girl, so not important. And then all of a sudden, it's like, girl, actually being important. <laughs> kind of need you to I, raise I will, Neil. I will say I didn't... I. <laughs> We don't know that's Neil, though. That's a theory. We hope it is Neil. I hope it's Ives. But I didn't like like the reason how, how Seder like, had her, like, you know, like, to make her stay with him of the whole forgery thing. I was like, we could have we picked a better reason for her to stay with him besides forgery. Because, like, couldn't she know somebody that's like, I can help you? You know what I mean? This, this is not a big deal. I just... I didn't like that that was the reason why she was staying with him. I was just like, I mean, I, uh, okay, screw your career. Yeah, there's a whole period of time where it's like, what son? <laughs> I was just they like... didn't show Max a lot. They're like, uh, can you, hey, hey, small child, just sit here for two seconds. Or can we take him off the set? We're done. We're done with him. We waited for the three weeks. We like, need did... three pictures of him. He was barely used. So I was gonna write his name down. And I was just like, I mean, like we, people don't even know the name of the son. They they barely know the name of the son of of the son. He's like barely a character. He's Max, literally a side Connor, character. Connor, I mean, little whatever. boy with he he should have been called in the titles little boy with mom because no one knows his real name. Like the his character's real name. Unfortunately, they say it quite a they few times. They could honestly removed him entirely, and we wouldn't have even had a theory about him. You're right though. They didn't have to actually physically show him. I guess. Cause there's been movies where they have a kid and like there it's important that you know the kid and see the kid, but it's not a detail. And I guess it's, maybe that's an excuse of why we don't see him a lot. It's like, here's his face. You know that he knows his mom, but he's more close to his nanny and his dad. This won't let him save his mom because he's holding the kid ransom, basically or hostage. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he's like, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, their whole that whole thing was complicated. Okay, so I know I asked you what you rate the movie. 
I would rate it higher than a 7.5. I would give it a solid 9. And the only reason I say 9 is that one point's off for the freaking sound. Like, that just... It wasn't just one spot. It was multiple spots. Because I remember we, like, at one point in the movie... You were like, what did he say? And I was like, I don't know. Like, sh- like we like, stopped talking to me so I could figure it out. And I was listening so intently and I still could not figure out what they were saying. And there was another part and I was just like, wait, did he say that? You're like, I don't even know what he said. I'm like, is it, is it me? Is it my ears? Oh. Is it the theater? And then when I listened to, I watched something, something, a critic has said that the sound was very terrible. And he was just like, this is Christopher Nolan. Why is the sound so bad? And I'm like, only thing I can think of is COVID. Like something happened and they didn't have the time or they couldn't dub over like they would like to have, like normally. And they're like, nah, leave it. We'll, we'll make do what we have. Because it wasn't, it wasn't straight. I mean, even then, like the scenes where you can hear the dialogue, if you listen closely, there's like some um, kind of like humming in the background, like a low hum. And like, like, let's say the protagonist says something, it's like a low hum, and then cut to Neil, and there's no hum, but they're in the same room. That doesn't make any sense. If, if there's one hum in one background, there should be a hum in the other background, you know? So the sound was definitely off. But as far as dialogue and the sets and locations and action, I, I, I give that all a solid nine. It's just, it's just a sound for me. And I think all the Christopher Nolan films that I've seen are good. I haven't seen maybe two of his movies, and they're like older movies. I'll give him an eight, one point off for sound, one point off for why is it Neil wearing a face mask? Because he eating something. You gave him of... a seven point five earlier. Don't forget that. Yeah, I gave him a seven point five. Are you, are you taking back your score and give him a higher one? Do I raise it a point five to eight? Because as long as you're not thinking about that, it's still an enjoyable movie. I feel like a seven point five is if you're like. It wasn't necessarily a good movie. Like I don't, I I don't know what what what's a good movie. I could say a seven point five. For instance, um, the a blast from the past, uh, little vampire or whatever. I don't remember that. And the name sounds familiar, but it was like not a big deal. To it me. was the boy from Stuart Little. No, I know the boy you're talking about, a <coughs> uh, little blonde boy. Yeah, it was just, you know, I it wasn't necessarily. It was a forgettable movie, you know. Yeah, but like, okay, so at, like right now we're in 2020, right? So let's say in, the, in a movie, in, in a year, 100 movies come out, right? Not all the, those 100 movies in 20 years' time are going to be rememberable. Like, think about movies that came on year in high school, you know what I mean? Like, people don't know about, remember those kind of movies. They're technically like, not necessarily B-rated movies, but they're just like, yeah, it had like a lot of celebrities that were known and popular and were a big deal, but the movie itself failed, you know? And, movies like this tend to stay alive and... And like trick communities, kind of often, it's it's one of those movies where it's like we're gonna watch Inception, Tenet, and and a bunch of other timely, wimely Doctor Who like shows. You want to come over? But you see, you you cannot watch this stuff back to back because you need time in between <laughs> to have a conversation. Let's bring no, this up right man, now. You gotta no, 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 no. We're gonna bring this up right now. It's around Christopher Nolan and, and movies, and you just said Inception because. I feel like I'm right, and I've had this debate so many times with people. He is choosing to be in limbo. He's choosing it. I've said it, and I'm happy. I think that he's like, I know I can't be in my regular life and have what I want. And he decides that he wants to stay in limbo because when he spins his piece, it wobbles like towards the end as if it's going to fall. And then um, the- also the, the, the kids, when we keep seeing the kids... They're in the same clothes the whole time, right? And they're like, what, like three and eight maybe? But when we hear them on the phone, the girls sound like she's a teenager. And the boy sounds like he's like maybe five. But when we see them at the end of the movie, they're the same age in the same clothes. I don't know what you think, but that's, that's what I think. Here's the thing. I think it's obviously chooses to stay because he doesn't even want, uh, he doesn't even wait for it to see if it wobbles or not. He gets up and walks away from it while it's still moving. That symbolizes him choosing as this as his reality. No matter what this, he's, he, that's his mind, him saying, hey, no matter what this thing says, for me, this is reality and I'm going to accept it. And, I, and there you go. I felt like I was just like, yep, that's it. That's how I felt. I, so, but I've had conversations with people about it and, you know, we went back and forth all day and it, is, it really is half and half. Either people think, oh no. This is real life. You know, he's good now. So people are like, no, he's he's in limbo, but he's choosing to be in limbo. I think he's choosing to be in limbo. 
and that's fine. But yeah. Anything else you want to uh, capitalize on this movie or highlight? Um, no more time movies. <laughs> no more time. You don't look. I, listen. They're good. I'm into science, and 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 time is just a big thing to me, especially like time paradox that kind of stuff. Like if you looked at my movie history, that's usually what I watch. Um, so no, I I say more time movies. My favorite time movie is, is the Back to the Future trilogy. The is classic. Yeah, that's cool. But I mean, like, this was like, oh, yeah, sent back a computer inversed with a coder. You know, it's weird. I feel like you feel that way because it's it's new. And that's why I say it's a different type of time movie I that makes your mind. I want to the rules. For, they gave warp. us the rules for people. And they're saying that this blue lanyard, the, this guy, is inverse. He's just not he he's Superman. He inhales I, the power I, I of the sun. I think you're like going too deep into it. Maybe I think so. you're over. I'm not saying too deep. You're like overthinking it. But every, everybody's like he's he's an inverse. I'm like, we just gonna ignore the fact y'all just all said that they need face mask to breathe. Hey 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 hey. <laughs> I don't. I think you're thinking of the times when he did it that happened. I think that he didn't need to. Like, he was going regular, like, forward through time. He wasn't going backwards. So I think that's why he didn't need a mask. Hence why he didn't have the mask on. Mask, mask on. on. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Don't even finish that because I'm not paying for nothing. <laughs> I'm not paying for jack squat. I'm like, uh, what are copyrighting? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, wait, wait. We, we, we thought we could go, we could see this off for 45 seconds. Okay, so Chris, if anybody wants to contact you via your socials, what are they? Uh, you can find me on Twitch TV at Slinky Otaku, S-L-I-N-K-Y-O-T-A-K-U. And you can find me on SoundCloud, uh, S-L-I-N-K-Y-S-A-I-L-Z. And, uh, yeah. Making beats on the SoundCloud? Yeah, making making some beats, making some low fi just some chill stuff. And this you is know? your this is your music that was the intro for this, right? Oh yeah, that's me. Okay, <laughs> okay, we feel that. Well, you know, Chris, thank you for uh, coming on this week's episode of Pineapple Reels. We really enjoyed having you. Or I really enjoyed having you. There's not a team; it's just me, team of one. <laughs> <laughs> team of one. Team of one. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Pineapple Reels. Uh, special thanks again to Chris for doing this episode. I really appreciate it. And next week, I'll be covering Jordan Pill's Get Out and Us and Black Horror in general and how it's changed over the past few decades. Stay tuned. <laughs>